Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony Madonna says she preferred life before the cell phone. Tony Kornheiser, maybe that's why she never texts me back, huh? That could be it, huh? I'm sending. Maybe she's DMing you and you don't, you're not familiar. I'm sending her top quality stuff, Mike. She's not sending anything back. This is. I'm I'm very disappointed in it. This is restaurant level stuff that I am sending her. Is she restaurant still popular? Level, really? Is she still popular, Madonna? Well, I mean, it's not 1988, but I mean, you know, Madonna, people still know who she is. Yeah, can I say I really miss 1988? Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, a Warriors partner gets banned. The Cubs have a new closer, and Zdeno Chara takes the ice despite a broken jaw. But we begin today with the news that Clay Thompson will be back on the floor for the Golden State Warriors in tomorrow night's Game 4, but Kevin Durant will not. Durant has been out all series, but Thompson's absence was acutely felt last night as not even 47 points from Steph Curry could overcome the clutch shooting and 106 combined points from the five Toronto starters. Wilbon, what does the continued absence of Durant and the immediate presence of Thompson do for this series going forward? Well, they haven't had Durant for a while now, eight or nine games. They're not going to get him for the next one. I, you and I have always said we, don't, we hope but don't think they're going to get him at all. That's right. So that, that's Durant. Right. We'll set that aside. Right. Clay Thompson's the important figure here. He was ticked last night that I, I maybe it was a staff decision, but basically Steve Kerr held him out and said, Steve Kerr said after the game, I would not forgive myself. I could not. If something had happened, he had tweaked that early in the game, and we lose the rest of the series because he can't play. So now he's going to be back. He's going to have 48 more hours. And Clay Thompson is necessary to that team, both offensively and defensively. Yes, Toronto was above 50% in large part because they're getting open shots. And one of the reasons you get open shots against that usually terrific defense is a terrific defender. Thompson isn't right. there. Right. So by getting them back in the lineup, Tony, they got a chance. I think they can even the series. It's not going to be easy, but they have to have Clay Thompson. So there's a lot of speculation that goes around about the Warriors, whether they can win without Durant and with Curry and who's better. You know, and, and that, that doesn't mean anything because Durant's not there. We saw for a fact that without Clay Thompson, they can't win. All right, they can't. Now, if it was Curry who was out, they couldn't win either because Durant is already out and Durant is not walking through the door for game no, four. Not tomorrow. Okay. Thompson walks through the door. I think that gives him a chance. But I will tell you that. That defense didn't exist. I, you know that I thought Golden State was going to win last night. Me I too. thought there'd be a real man-up effort. I thought the bench would be great. The bench wasn't great. Boogie Cousins was dreadful. Well, was, one guy was Boogie Cousins didn't have a game. I'm just not going to hit the other guys. Boogie Cousins. It was dreadful out there. And so I, I have a great respect for Toronto. And even with Clay Thompson, I wonder... Can can Golden State go and win two out of three on the road if they have to? Here's what Draymond Green said. And, Mike, maybe he thought Durant would be back when he said this, but this is a direct quote. We win the next game, go back to Toronto, win game yeah. five, come oh, back no. to Oracle, win game six, and then celebrate. Fun times ahead. I'm not sure. I- I'm not Tony, sure. Tony, none of us can be sure, and the Warriors can't be sure, and Draymond Green's got to feel that way because he's in the battle. But... Again, I think they can win tomorrow, but Tony, with every one of these wins, particularly on the road, Toronto is, as, as they say, feeling themselves. Yes. And yes. the Raptors are understanding how to beat the Warriors. But I'll say this too. Last game in Oracle could be tomorrow night. Is that the way that the Warriors, the Dubs, are going to go out 
losing that game and perhaps not even having a game six in Oakland. This, this, this series has become irresistible, at least to me now. To you. To you. Yes. The frustration in Oracle last night clearly spread to the stands, most notably to one of the club's investors who shoved Toronto's Kyle Lowry when he tumbled into the rich guy seats going after a loose ball. Mark Stevens has been banned from attending the rest of this series by the Warriors, and the NBA is backing up the team. Beyond that, nobody's saying yet. Though the league and their club say their investigation into this is ongoing. Tony, is that enough punishment for Mr. Stevens' behavior? And if not, what should it be? You know, it might be enough if he was just a regular fan, but he's not a regular fan. You can call him an investor. That's a fancy word. He's an owner. Uh, and, and you can't behave like this. He went out of his way to shove the guy. I mean, you know, th- this is inappropriate, unacceptable behavior. I don't think missing the games for the rest of this season is enough. I think he might have to miss all the home games next year or at least half the games next year because we're, Mike, we're in a situation where Kyle Lowry behaved with great decorum. Not yes, everybody would do that. You're just one step away from a Ron Artest situation when this happens. And, and fans, general fans, shouldn't do it. Owners should never, ever, ever do this. There was malice to that. No, it's, it, it's actually not enough right now. No, not for It me. isn't, Tony. And, of course, the, the club and the league are doing this because they're trying to see what the reaction is going to be when they say, well, he's going to miss the rest of the games in this series, that's two which games. may be one more. Yeah, one Could or be two. just one more yeah. at home. And I guess it means road in this case, too. But, look, you want punishment? These investors, and when you invest the amount of money he's probably invested, I'm not going to call him an owner. I know who the owners are, and he's not really one of them. Is to me. They're going into the most spectacular new building in the world for any indoor sport, maybe for any sport anywhere, right here in San Francisco. And, Tony, you want real punishment? You, you say he is banned from games for the first season at least, and maybe the first two. That has some teeth. That will say to anyone else, do not put your hands on anyone else in this form. And you're right, Tony, it was malice. This is not like he's helping him out no, or he's shoving no, him back on the no, floor to get no, him back into no, action. No. no, no, this is not spinnable. And there was reportedly, he needs to be suspended for a while. Yeah, reportedly there was cursing involved. And Kyle Lowry at one point said he should be banned forever. I don't know about being banned forever, but I will tell you that what, one thing that would not well, he, surprise me. And Adam yeah. Silver is a friend of players. Adam Silver may make this guy divest and sell and say, you're out. That, that's you're, totally, you're out. That and Adam Silver punishment. could do that and players wow. would back him and no yeah. owners would be able to take no, the politically incorrect stance. No, they this. wouldn't be able to. So there you go. Will on your Chicago Cubs recognizing that their bullpen stinks, though not as bad as the Washington Nationals oh, bullpen, please. nothing does. Signed self-exile closer Craig Kimbrell. Kimbrell has been an outstanding closer for a long time. So what does this do for your Cubs? What does it do for the National League? Well, I'm not going to get to the National League, then do anything until October. we got a long way to go. So I'm not going to make a the stupid declaration of the day that people do when these things happen. But getting Kimbrell, Tony, you know I was begging on the set yeah. three weeks ago to go get Kimbrell. Yeah. The Cubs have blown 12 saves. I'm not even sure that your stupid Nationals have blown 12. Okay, 12 saves opportunities into this blown. So this helps. The Cubs have a championship everyday lineup. 
They have a lineup with stars and all the, in all the proper places. We have depth on that team. What's missing is a bullpen. Yeah. Kimbrell doesn't solve all the bullpen issues, but he solves the big one, Tony. And so what this does for the league, it puts us eye to eye with, yes, the Dodgers and Milwaukee and anybody else in the National League. That's what it does. So I would tell you to slow your roll a little bit on that. I think the Dodgers are a significantly better team, but I think it puts the clubs the Cubs closer than they've been, and it makes sure that October would be interesting. Now, Kimbrell has some flaws. Last year in the playoffs, for example, he wasn't great. He had a 5.91 ERA in the playoffs against the better teams. He allowed at least a run in five of nine postseason appearances, and he had eight walks in ten and two-thirds innings. That's not great, but he's been a stud for a long time. He had 42 saves last year in over a five-year period. Only Kenley Jansen has more than 194 saves. I don't know if he makes his money back. I don't know if his gamble works, and I'm still waiting to see on Keiko. But I think the Cubs, at least on paper, just got a whole lot Great better. move. Whole lot Great better. move by Theo, Tony. Yeah. You can now reshape that bullpen around a closer. Because other guys take a step back into a position where they're perhaps more comfortable being a setup guy, being a sixth or seventh inning see, guy. See, the Nats... So- if the Nats can get to Doolittle, he's a pretty good closer. Everybody else blows up. Yeah, well, at the, the Nats are six and a half games out, and the Cubs are in first place. But, Tony, this is a major move. Well, the and by the way, all he's got to do now is pitch two-thirds of a season. Maybe his arm is more lively when he gets to Maybe. October, Maybe. having missed the first it's 60 great games. It's a great, great move. move. Yeah, there's. We got more on the story of the NBA chasing television ratings. After Commissioner Adam Silver reiterated on the Today Show that the league may tinker with start times, Mark Cuban told the tech audience in L.A. that, yes, the league needs to look at whatever ways it can to increase TV ratings, even if that means starting games at times that are inconvenient to ticket holders. Cuban said, quote, we make far more money off of television than we do from tickets. Close quote. Tony, we already know you agree you're slurping silver and Cuban for your TV ratings. Yeah, I do. But what if you were a ticket holder? Okay, so I I do think television is now in control of sports and that sports is made for television. And I, you know, and I, I do think that you serve the greater good of everybody involved in your sport if you chase television ratings. You know that I've said that and I was happy to see silver come around on that. Um... But I also think this, I mean, you will accuse me of an East Coast bias because I like to see games in the East, not at nine o'clock. And you're right. And you'll accuse me of an old man bias because I like to see them even earlier than that because I like to go to sleep. And you're right. I like games to start at seven o'clock where I live. But I'm cognizant, I'm cognizant to the fact that people in San Francisco and Los Angeles like games to start at seven o'clock where they live, too. I mean, so I don't think you can do this for every game. I would only do this for nationally televised games. And, and I, I would try to make it non-onerous for people. And not 20 times a year where they have right. to sacrifice themselves to get in the building. But in critical games because the well, rest of the country wants to see the Warriors and LeBron. Conference playoffs, conference championship series maybe. Tony, look, here's the problem with all of this. And I, I, I understand what Silver and Cuban are saying, and I don't disagree with them. I don't even really disagree with you, even though I give you a hard time. But, Tony, this is such lip service. The finals are starting at 9 Eastern. Start the damn finals games at 8. Start them at 8. Start them at 9. Are you kidding? So 
why are you talking about the future and what you do to the West Coast when you're starting the games two hours later in the East than they should be starting? The hypocrisy. I, I just want to right. ask Adam when I see him tonight about Adam. this. Why are these games starting at nine? Yeah. So, I mean, I think eight is a pretty good time. I, I think fans will get there, particularly to nationally televised good games and playoff games because they want to be part That's of, four, of Well, you wouldn't that, start the regular season no. West Coast games any earlier than they start. I mean, 7 is supposed to 7.30. Well, I, you know, I think if there's, again, I think people in the East desperately want to see LeBron again and see the Damn. Warriors so I don't think you can start all those games at 10 o'clock Eastern. Take, I think what? that's killing Take you. Take a nap. Set no, your, set no, your my, phone. Set my your cell people phone get up you. at 5 and 6 in the morning to go to work, and they can't stay Too up until 1230. You can't because you don't have to get up. Stay you in don't. bed. Dopes. <laughs> Let's take a break. Coming up, Zdeno <laughs> Chara skated this morning, but should he play tonight with an apparent broken jaw? And later, should we buy Tom Brady's explanation for his attempt to trademark Tom Terrific? Can I just clarify something? Did you just what? refer to Silver as Adam? Like, did you say, like, when I got to talk to Adam, did you, I just want to make sure you said that. Yeah. Okay, you see, so you, you boys. Okay. I, okay, you boys. Okay. What are we going to call him? I don't Gold know. Silver. Living, breathing. Ayo Silver. 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 Call him now. Johnny got a toy golf set when he was three, and from that day on, he was hooked. All he wanted to do was golf, golf, golf. He'd be on the links before school, after school. All he ever wanted was to go pro. And then, one day... When he was holding his grandson and thinking about his 12th handicap, Johnny realized it just might not happen for him. But you know what did happen for him? He switched to Geico and saved a bunch of money on car insurance. So that was good, and so was hanging out with his grandson. We're just hours away from Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final in Boston, which is where we find our good friend, the Silver Fox, Barry Melrose. Let's start with the big boy, Chara skated this morning, seemed to indicate that he will play despite a reported broken jaw. Does this seem insane to you as it does to us? Uh, I thought he would play all the time. I, I know Chara. He's a warrior. Uh, this guy is going to be in the lineup. He's 42 years old. Uh, this might be his last chance to win the Stanley Cup. Any possible way of him playing, I knew he would do it. He skated this morning, looked really good. Uh, Grizzlick also skated this morning. The other defenseman was hurt. He looked fine. So I'll be very surprised if those two guys aren't in lineup. Maybe they'll go with one less forward, dress 7D. Maybe back, uh, back, back him comes out, uh, in, in that scenario. But, uh, I expect Char to play and I expect him to play well. Barry, Char can barely talk, we're told. That's what reports are. Talking is a big part of playing defense. How do you expect him to communicate and be functional as he normally is if he can't talk? Look, he's the best plus minus on the Bruins by far. They need this guy in the lineup. So I'll take 75% of Chara over 100% of who else they put in that lineup. This guy will be killing penalties. It's very important to keep that power play of the Blues under wraps. He is one of the main cogs in that penalty-killing unit. Uh, you can't let that power play start being a factor because five on five, the Bruins aren't scoring. The Bruins' power play has to be the one that's putting the puck in the net and getting some offense because they're not scoring five on five, as I mentioned. So uh, Chara will be, uh, he'll be cautious. Uh, 
but uh, he's a big man. Expect the Blues to go after him physically, bang him around, go after him, uh, make life miserable for him. Uh, they got to do that. That's the type of player he is. But uh, this guy is a veteran player, as I mentioned, 42 years old. He's played a lot of international hockey. He's played on the big stage. He's won a Stanley Cup. Uh, he'll know what he can do on the ice. He'll know what he can't do on the ice. And hopefully uh, it's good for 60 minutes. Obviously, by dressing 7D, which everyone thinks they will, that means if Chara can't play or can't play at the level they expect him to, they got an extra defenseman in there to keep six in the lineup. So, uh, But I expect Chara to be fine. This guy, this guy is a battler, man. He's not going to miss an opportunity to win a Stanley Cup. And they need him. They need his defensive strength big time. And he's the leader of that team. He's always the guy talking to people on the bench, settling younger guys down. Uh, they need him and they need his experience in the lineup big time. So let me go to what you said, that he's going to get roughed up by the other team, by St. Louis. What is the protocol here? Is it okay by hockey standards to target his jaw? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. He's playing, and by playing, uh, that just means that he's okay to go. Uh, the Blues are a physical team. Uh, against San Jose, they only they lost three guys the last road trip. They, they, Pavelski was hurt. Carlson was hurt. Uh, those guys were targeted by the Blues, and I expect them to do the same thing against Chara. They can't make it easy for this guy. If he becomes a factor uh, and a defensive uh, juggernaut that he usually is, that's bad news for the uh, Blues. So the Blues are going to go after uh, Chara, and it's perfectly okay. Everyone expects it. Uh, the Bruins expect it. The Blues expect it. And if you know hockey at all, you'll expect it. they got to make this guy life miserable for him. They can't make it a cakewalk. He's got to be paying a price out there every time he touches a puck. Barry, let's go back to something else you said. The Blues are at a huge disadvantage where in the penalty box, and they've played most of game four at even strength. Do you see them being more disciplined now than they were earlier in the series, or is the complaining about the officiating now working to some degree in their, on their behalf? Yeah, it was a good move by Coach Berube, uh going after the referees in the press and saying that uh, my team is the least penalized team in the NHL. And all of a sudden, that night, we're the worst penalized team in the NHL, gave up five power plays. Uh, so what the Blues did worked. Uh, I thought the referees refed a different game. I thought it was much more wide open. It was much more physical. Uh, it wasn't called nearly ticky-tack uh, penalties that we've seen in the past. You had to do something uh, egregious in order to get a penalty in that game. And if that happens again, that favors the Blues. If the referee and crew uh, that comes in tonight... Uh, uh, calls those ticky-tack fouls and those little uh, touch fouls that we saw called in the past. That's good news for the Boston Bruins, and it'll get that power play on the ice five, six times, which we saw before. Only two power plays after they complained about the refereeing the next game. So, I, you know, it, it was a, a strategy by Coach Berube, and it worked very well, as just about every strategy he's employed so far in the playoffs has done. We'll get you out of here, and we need you to answer quick. The winner of Game 5 wins the series 78% of the time. Which way are you leaning tonight and for the series? I, I'm, I'm going with the Bruins. I, I think that they're going to come into this building, play great. Uh, they know they weren't uh, as good as it has to be. I expect Marshan to be better. I expect Bergeron to be better. I expect Tuka Rouse to be great in net. I still think that's a strength of their team over St. Louis, something they can take advantage of. Uh, I, I think uh, 3-1 for the Bruins, and we're going back to St. Louis uh, with the Bruins one game away from winning the Stanley Cup. Thank you so much, Barry. Have Thank a good you, game Barry. tonight. Appreciate it. My pleasure, guys. Thank you. Let's take one last break, but still to come, the Bears try yet another tactic in their pursuit of a kicker kicker to replace your boy Cody Parkey. This is such, it just seems so dumb what we're going to talk about. Should Rafael Nadal be a lock to beat Roger Federer at the French Open tomorrow? Not a lock, but I don't think he's ever lost to him in in that tournament. I don't think, I think he's 5-0 lifetime. 
Happy time. People, happy 52nd birthday, Paul Giamatti, the son of the late commissioner of baseball and Yale professor Bart Giamatti. Paul Giamatti can currently be seen in billions. Sports Connection, Giamatti was nominated for an Oscar for the boxing movie Cinderella Man. But Giamatti's greatest moment on screen is in the movie Sideways, when he takes the decanter of Merlot and tells everyone in the world what they can do with it. Tony, I've been trying to give billions a chance. I try to watch, it can't keep me. I wind up clicking over to, you know, reruns of Law and Order. That's why that's the franchise for me. I, billions can't keep me. Happy anniversary, Allen Iverson. On this day, 18 years ago, Iverson scored 48 points in game one of the NBA Finals against the Lakers and stepped over the currently unemployed Tyron Lue. That was the only game the 76ers won in that final, ultimately losing 4-1 to to Kobe and Shaq. But for the series, Iverson averaged 35.6 points per game. Man, Tony, you couldn't have thought then that T. Lue would be more in the news and relevant in basketball terms than the great Allen Iverson. Couldn't have expected that. An almost happy trails to this fly ball. In the Korean Baseball League last night, watches the shortstop goes back on a high fly. He clearly loses it because the ball hits him in the head. The carom is so high that the left fielder has time to gently settle under it and record the out. And every headline writer and sports anchor in Korea used the phrase, that's using your head. Did he lose it or was he stumbling and therefore the ball hit him in the head? Can we give him the benefit of the doubt a little bit? One update, the NBA has banned Warriors investor Mark Stevens for one year and fined him $500,000. Yeah, well, Tony, we were certain it was going to be a more serious penalty, and there is, and that's good. Quick to the big finish, Chris Sale to his second immaculate inning of the season. First time it's happened in 90 years. You're impressed. More so with his 2.2 ERA in the last seven starts, Tony. Aaron Rodgers, co-founding a $50 million venture capital fund. Your thoughts? Aaron, hook a golf partner up. You got bucks, baby. Damn. The Bears are going to a silent, Augusta-like atmosphere every time a kicker tries a field goal in minicamp. Is that going to help? How about a kicker who can kick it straight through the uprights and stop the foolishness? Tom Brady says he was just trying to trademark Tom Terrific so others couldn't use it. Do you believe that? It belongs to one guy. It belongs to Tom Seaver. Stop. Get off this. Just Tom Seaver. That's it. Last one. Federer and Nadal tomorrow morning. Who you got? Tony, let me wake up and watch this. Even out here in the West Coast. Nadal owns Federer, particularly on clay, so I'm going with Nadal. Out of time. Trying to do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. And I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. Derek Beatty, DC DMV, shout out.